Hey, this is Pastor Hubbard. I'm the pastor of Connecting Fellowship and welcome to Life on the Ship. Thank you for joining us. I pray this sermonic discussion inspires you and empowers you to connect with the true and living God. Enjoy the message. We're in a series, Don't Be Scared, and so I want to talk about the second installment of that series. I want to begin it like this. Uh, anybody remember the movie Enough? Uh, it's, it was in 2002 when it came out. It's a American thriller movie where J-Lo, uh, Jennifer Lopez, plays this character called Slim. Slim is a waitress uh, in the Los Angeles diner where she meets a man by the name of Mitch Hiller. He wars off a rude man trying to hit on her. And so as a result, they begin a relationship and eventually get married, have a daughter, and live happily ever after in an expensive house. So she thinks. Later on, Slim finds out that Mitch has been cheating on her. When she confronts him, he begins to abuse her and threatens her. He insists that because he's the breadwinner, he can do whatever he likes. He could not live with my mother, Doris Jean Dodd, <coughs> or the queen, because that, that movie wouldn't work that way. Uh, but anyway, uh, she's afraid, and she ends up staying in the house because He's beaten her, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. Hoping for help, uh, she reaches out to Mitch's mother, but the mother was unsympathetic and implied the abuse was Slim's fault. Isn't that like life? Sometimes when we seek help from other people, they automatically blame us for the pain. And the problem, the mother tells Mitch about the situation. And as a result, Mitch goes back, beats Slim again, freezes her account, and empties her bank account. Slim is felt trapped and scared, but she knows she got to get out of there with her daughter. Y'all, has life felt tough? maybe impossible for you to deal with? I mean, you feel like there is no way out? Whether you feel trapped in a job, you hate, or a toxic relationship that you're in, due to, uh, or stuck in some other circumstances, you want to do the right thing, but the fear of people prevent you from moving on. You are emotionally and situationally paralyzed. You want to move on, but the fear of people's opinion has gripped you, and you can't move on. And as a result, you reach your boiling point of your emotional threshold with feelings of hopelessness, despair, sadness, 
which culminates into fear. Not that acronym fear, false evidence appearing real. No, it's factual evidence affirmed real. Whether it's abuse, abandonment, lack of acceptance, or even approbation, is there hope in the Lord? Somebody is asking that question. Is there hope in the Lord? Well, I got some good news for you. Uh, there is hope, and it's found in Proverbs 29, verse 25. If you don't mind standing for the reading of God's word. Proverbs. <laughs> it's a good word. The word says, Fear a man will prove to be a snare. But here's the good news. But whoever trusts, did I say trust? In the Lord, present tense, is kept safe. That's what the word of God says. You may be seated. If you want to put a tag on this text of the second installment, uh, how to uh, trap. but you can get out. Trap, but you can get out. Uh, the fear of human opinion disables, but trusting in God protects you from that. That's what the message Bible says. Charles Spurgeon said that we have two true ancient proverbs in this text. Uh, the truth is that the fear of man brings a snare, but trust in the Lord is the safe and sure way to avoid being trapped. Uh, the word fear uh, in the Hebrew is harada, uh, and it means to be fearful, uh, afraid, or uh, trembling. An overwhelming feeling of fear and anxiety. Uh, this word is not the same word for fearing God. No, this is different. Uh, it's not the word that we get reverence and respect and honor toward God. No, this fear causes you to be controlled and confined by people you fear. Uh, this verse states the object of our fear is man. Now, Many people have no fear of God, but have great fear of man. They break the laws of God without any fear of the consequences that will follow. They are afraid to break the laws of man because they dread the punishment that may follow. They are not afraid of hell, but they are afraid of going to prison. Y'all missed that. <clears throat> And let's be honest, all of us need what I call the five A's, acceptance, approval, attention, appreciation, and affection in some capacity. But how we obtain it is another matter. And fearing man is demonstrated in worrying about pleasing people by obtaining acceptance, approval, friendship, or even favor, rather than God. You are afraid of people's displeasure or rejection of you. 
You do what you can to keep your approving rate, approval rating high, including compromising your biblical beliefs and standards. Hmm. In the Old Testament, Aaron feared the Israelites in Moses' absence when he made the golden calf. King Saul lost the kingdom for fearing people, sparing King Agag, and not killing all the animals as commanded by, by God. Herod feared the people, his wife and his friend, so he killed John the Baptist. Pilate feared, feared uh, the people and his political relationship with Caesar, so he allowed Jesus Christ to be crucified. Peter denied Jesus by fearing others and cursed people out to show that he was not a part of the family. I fear, I have feared loss of significant relationship, so I stayed in it too long. What about you? We sometimes call the fear of man pressure peer pressure. The source is your peers. And hmm, your peers, they have similar positions in your life, uh, age groups, and social status, but yet you act as though they are superior to you. And it's the pressure of being wanting to be accepted and not to be rejected that forces you to alter your beliefs or actions in order to stay in good standings with them. Peer pressure can cause you to disobey God. You know it. It's the wrong thing to do, but to stay in good standings, you go with your friends anyway. When you know it's so disobedient to God. And you refuse to do the right thing because you don't want to lose the so-called friendship. Y'all, mm, the fear of man comes in a plethora of sources. Employees can fear their boss, especially if they are being bullied at work. Supervisors fear addressing uh, employees' poor performance or attitude because of their fear of losing them and they have to do the work. A person can fear a spouse uh, and the domestic uh, tension uh, the individual creates so they don't bring up the issue uh, that are destroying their relationships. Parents are fearful of disciplining their children out of fear that they think that their children may leave them and may even show that they don't love them. So they buy things that they really cannot afford because they want to keep them. Friends are scared to deal with issues, uh, to deal in truth, uh, so that they don't lose the friendship. And even some pastors feel members disapproving their sermons and reducing their support. So they preach only what God would do for them, but never what God requires of us. Many fear losing human approbation and fear encouraging, incurring human wrath. But Matthew 10, 28 says it this way. 
Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. So those are the reasons for, for fear. But also, I see in this verse something else. First, we have the reasons for fear. That's man. But then we have the ramifications of fear. Because the verse says, will prove to be a snare. Fear in man will prove to be a snare. Uh, and a snare is a trap. Again, the Message Bible says it this way. Uh, fear of human opinion disables us. The New Living Translation says it this way. It's a dangerous trap. The word snare uh, is a, in the Hebrew is a noose for catching animals. Uh, the animal would wander into it and be caught suddenly. The word here is often used metaphorically and describes the lure or entanglement of sin. So to fear others is ooh-wee. To imprison yourself. You force yourself into decision you will regret. Fear of others will become a snare when it gets to the point of letting others control your life, your opinions, and your attitude. And it can hinder you from speaking the truth or doing what is right. Uh, in the movie, you remember the movie Just Mercy, uh, Michael B. Jordan played this attorney by the name of Brian Stevenson. And Brian is on a mission to represent poor people on death row in Alabama. Uh, he represents the guy by the name of Johnny McMillan, an African-American on death row for the murder of an 18-year-old white girl. He is in prison because Ralph Myers, a white man, was coerced trapped by the police to admit that he saw Johnny kill this white girl. Ralph admits that he was threatened by the police, so he gave the testimony to avoid being placed on death row himself. And then Ralph wanted to do the right thing, but he was trapped. And finally, he's able to do the right thing uh, right his wrong, and Johnny McMillan is set free. And so the ramification, the fear in man disables you. It keeps you from doing what is right, even for Christ. Some time ago, uh, I remember I was counseling a leader and wondering why they don't have, they don't make stands for their department, and wondering why is it that they just won't stand up for right in their department. And later I discovered that this person had been bullied by their supervisor, not yesterday, five years ago. And it was still affecting him in the way that he managed his people and the issue. He was, uh, and even is now, in an open door prison that he keeps locked up because he is trapped and he feels that he cannot escape. He feels like he is uh, locked up in prison both professionally and 
in his personal life. Because he does the same thing, not just at work, but he shared with me that he does the same thing at home because of an experience of being bullied five years ago. Do you feel locked up because of what has happened in your past and it's causing you to make bad decisions in the, in the present? You keep sleeping with him or her, hoping that they will stay with you, not realizing that it's just a trap. You keep trying to get approval from your parents who favors your brother or sister, and you disobey God and refuse to stand up. Y'all, it's just a trap. Because we have to understand that if we're not part of the crowd, they will just use us to get what they want and then kick us out of the crowd. It is just a trap. Is there any way that you and I can get out of this trap? I'm glad you asked that question. The answer is right in the next section. Because in here we see one, the reason for fear. Then we see the ramification of fear. But thank God, there is the remedy of fear. The text says, whoever, did I say whoever? Whoever, whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Fear of people can trap you. But by contrast, fear of God, that is respect, reverence and trust in him is liberating. Why fear people who can do no eternal harm to you? Instead, trust God who can turn the harm intended by others for your good if you trust him. When you trust God, you live in the 50-20 principle. Anybody know what the 50-20 principle is? The 50-20 principle is actually Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, uh, when Joseph said to his brothers, you intended it to be evil, but God intended it to save us. It was for my good and for your good, and to save us also included you. When we are hampered by fear, the fear of man, we run the risk of not being delivered. Hmm, this word trust, <laughs> I like this. Uh, this word trust, uh, in the Hebrew, it means to attach oneself, to confide, to depend on totally, to feel safe and secure. When you attach yourself to God, you will experience true, did I say true? True security. The word kept safe carries the idea of being set on high, out of the reach of those who try to control you. Oh, y'all missed that. I said the word kept safe is placed, it's the idea of putting you up so high that your enemies, those who try to control you, cannot even reach you. Uh, oh, it, it means to uh, be in inaccessibly high and to be exalted. So when we trust in God, y'all, God elevates us <laughs> to a whole nother level. And then the security in the Lord removes intimidation by man. Watch this. In the movie, Enough, uh, Slim, 
attach herself to someone who she could trust and someone who can instruct her on how to handle Mitch. And one, it was one wealthy uncle that she had who gave her money, all the money that she needed to live on. And then she found this instructor uh, to train her in Krav Maga, and that's a martial arts training. And so what ooh-wee, what the uncle and the instructor did for Slim to remove the intimidation of Mitch, God mm, will do the same thing for you and for me. Uh, if you watch the movie, well, I'm not going to tell you about the movie. I'll let you see it. You got to go see it. See the, see the end of it. Uh, see the end of it. But what God does for you and I, Romans says it this way. Romans 8, 37 said that <clears throat> he will make us not just conquerors, but more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. What happens if you trust, if you attach yourself to the Lord? It's in the verse. Whoever puts his trust in the Lord is kept safe. The blood. Hmm. The man who trusts in God, in the blood and his righteousness of Jesus, may not always be happy. But he's always kept safe. He may not always be singing, but he's always kept safe. He may not have the joy of full assurance, but he's always kept safe. He may not sometimes, he may sometimes be distressed, but he is always, did I say always? He is always kept safe. He may question his interest in Christ, but he is always kept Safe. Proverbs 18.10 said, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Psalm 37.3 Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy ooh-wee, safe pastures. You who fear him there's that word again. Trust in the Lord. Why? He is their help and their shield. That's Psalm 115, verse 11. Those who, here it is again, trust in the Lord, like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. That's Psalm 125. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Ah, and in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what will he do? He will direct your paths. Trust in him. Proverbs 28, 25 says, the greedy stir up conflict. But here's that phrase again. But those who trust in the Lord will not will prosper. It's going to happen for you. Jeremiah 17, 7 said, Blessed is the one, there's that phrase again, trust who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. If you trust in him, intimidation by others can be removed. Fearing what other people think. Craving acceptance. 
causes people to make dumb decisions. But if we trust in the Lord, we will be guarded for the rest of our lives against a lot of misery that we can prevent. It depends on you. What are you going to do? Are you going to live in the fear of man trying to get acceptance, approval, attention? Are you going to trust in him? Here's the key. God gives us and says the truest thing about us. And whatever God says, whatever we whether whether we like it, we don't think well of it, it's still truth. And you know he loves you because he died for you. You know he cares for you because he puts people around you. You know he loves you because he gave you the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. You know that he has your back. No matter what happened, no matter what other people say, and so whatever they say, I'm going to trust in the Lord, regardless of the opinion of other people, because he is the one that cares for me. He is the one that takes care of me. He is the one that died for me. Now, if you died for me, you may have the right to do some things. But since you didn't die for me, I don't have to really do what you say. I don't have to follow your opinion, and I don't have to listen to what you think of me because I know what Christ thinks of me. I know what God thinks of me. And because of what God thinks of me, I can care less of what you think of me. You can confirm what God has already said to me, and so I will not fear. And will not fall into the trap of other people's opinion because of what God has said about me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message by Pastor Hubbard and the staff of Life on the Ship. For more information about our church, go to connectingfellowship.org. We are Connecting Fellowship, connecting people to Christ church and community. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week and God bless you.